0: The sermon preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, on March 17, 2013, based on Luke 15, verses 11-32. through Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus speaks to us today through the words recorded in Luke chapter 15. He tells this parable. And here I am, starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. Bring the fat and calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. "'You yet never gave me even a young goat "'so I could celebrate with my friends. "'But when this son of yours "'who has squandered your property with prostitutes "'comes home, you kill the fat and calf for him.' "'My son,' the father said, "'you are always with me "'and everything I have is yours.' but we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. This is the word of our Lord. Your friends in Christ, fellow saints, wash clean in the blood of our risen Savior. The church basement was filled with a forest of legs as the two-year-old apprehensively searched And then he spots those familiar pants, those suit pants. He he runs forward and, and grasps the legs. But as he looks up, terror fills his face. That's not my daddy. I'm not sure how often that happens to a little child, but it does seem often at least once. You see that? But notice how even a little child knows to run to his or her daddy? Do we seek our Heavenly Father as fervently and eagerly as that little child clutching, clutching to our Heavenly Father's pants leg? Jesus' parable here pictures our Heavenly Father's uncompromising compassion We see his heart going out, longing to draw sinners away from their sinful life and back to himself. And as you think about this parable, see that father's compassion as he watches and waits and longs for his lost son and then celebrates, rejoices, and makes glad at his return. Yes, we see him welcoming the son back. And that father's compassion, your heavenly father's compassion, welcomes you, dear friends. So, beware. Beware of rejecting his compassion. That's part one. And rejoice in his words of welcome for your heavenly Father's uncompromising compassion welcomes you. Now, as Jesus tells the parable here, he presents to us the Father's great compassion for both of his sons. Even though we often refer to this as the parable of the lost son, we could rightly call it the parable of the lost sons. For both of them, in their own ways, were lost And the father's heart goes out to both of them. Such compassion. Now, at the request of the younger son, the father hands out his inheritance to both of them. And soon the younger son takes his share and leaves home. He turns his back on his father's kindness and compassion. All those years of the father providing for him, all that training and upbringing, all that love, And kindness the Father has showered on him. All that forgotten. He's going to live life his way now. And in that far off land. He follows his heart's desires. And soon. All the money he had is gone. Wasted away. Then hardship hits. Famine strikes. And none of those friends he had partied with, stand by him now. But things had to get worse before he came to his senses. He hired himself out to feed pigs, and remember how the Jews felt about pigs. And yet even this kind of work was not enough to get him enough food to eat. He wanted to fill his stomach with the pods the pigs were eating. That's how hungry he was. And then finally, finally he sees how pointless and fruitless his life was. He sees his rebellion and ingratitude. He sees that he has sinned against his father and and against God. He knows he deserves the suffering he's going through. In fact, he deserves far worse. He knows how unworthy he is. And then he remembers his father's great compassion. And we'll have more to say about that in the second part. But let's jump ahead now and take a look at the older son as well here. Do you see how he too was lost? He never left home. No, he wasn't lost in that way. But he was as far away from his father as the younger son had been in that distant land. You can hear it in the way the older son talks to his father. Just listen to his words again and ask yourself, how does he feel about his father? Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. How did he feel about his father? Did he love him? Did he cherish his father's kindness and compassion? (laughs) No, not at all. Rather, his words accuse his father of being an unfair tyrant who makes him slave away and takes all the fun out of life, not even letting him celebrate with his friends. And on top of that notice the pride the sinful pride in this son as well how he claims that he has done everything his father ordered him to do i'm the good son i'm the one that deserves the inheritance i'm worthy of it at least i'm better than that other son of yours how lost how lost he was which of the two lives in you dear friends as I examine my own heart, I see dangers from both of these sons. Dangers of their attitude lurking in in my heart. Heed the warning. Beware of rejecting God's compassion. Like the younger son, we too face the temptation that, uh, uh, that the Uh, lures us away from our Heavenly Father. We face, we are tempted by the lures of this world. And even if we don't outright leave the church, there's a kind of attitude that can settle in us that leaves us far distant from our Heavenly Father as if we were in a distant land. It's that kind of attitude that, that starts looking at our sins, especially our pet sins, and thinks, oh, they're no big deal. Just like that younger son thought that his, his way of life, well, that was just fine. Yeah, yeah, we're all sinners. I know I probably shouldn't do those things, but what's the big deal? God is compassionate. I shouldn't really have to worry about those things or fight against those sins. They, they just come too easy. God doesn't really care. He'll forgive me. But you see, dear friends, that kind of attitude... Is asking God to compromise with our sinful desires. But the Lord's compassion is uncompromising. The younger son, in no way, asks his father to condone that sinful life that he had led. Just the opposite, he recognizes how, how wicked and evil that life had been. I have sinned against heaven and against you, he confesses. He knows the evil of his sin. And so also, dear friend, confess the evil of your sin. Even though sins that come so easily to us make us guilty and unworthy before our Heavenly Father. Don't manufacture excuses. Yes, we daily sin much and we will not be perfect in this life, but that does not mean we need to like our sins or give in to them without a fight, or excuse them. Rather, we confess, I have sinned against heaven. And we also run the danger of falling into the, the sinful attitudes of the older son as well. And at first we might think, well, how can that be? They, 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 they look like contradictions, like opposites. But even as we try to condone our own pet sins and dismiss them as no big thing, like the older son, we can self-righteously look at others out there and judge them by saying that those sins that they do are so much worse than anything I might do. That's the kind of attitude we see in that older son. And as we think about it, how often don't we view God's law not as our happiness and delight, but rather as a burden that takes the fun out of life. Being a Christian starts to feel like we're slaving away under a bunch of God's rules. If he would just lighten up a bit, then I could have more fun like all those other people out there. Take a little time and see how the attitudes, those various attitudes of the older son, infect your heart. How often we fail to see our God as the compassionate and gracious Father he is. Yes, even when he sends the troubles and the hardships of life. He is acting in kindness and goodness and mercy towards us. And here, too, we must confess, I have sinned against heaven. But the parable doesn't stop with those words now, does it? If Jesus had stopped with simply those words, there'd be no gospel here, no good news, just us unworthy sinners groveling. But how wonderfully Jesus pictures the Father's compassion. Because Jesus wants you and me to rejoice in his words, the Father's words of welcome. Look at how his uncompromising compassion welcomes back the younger son. Just as his compassion did not compromise by condoning that sinful life, in the same way, his compassion does not compromise by lessening the welcome home or by, by, by making it conditional. He does not compromise his compassion by putting the son on probation or by, by waiting to see if he's really actually sorry for his sins. No, not at all. Rather... Compassion of the heavenly of the Father in the parable here freely and fully welcomes him his own dear son back. There is no compromising here in that love and compassion that that wants to show the son that no he's not a second rate son or a second class citizen. He calls out for the best robe to be placed on him and the ring to be put on his finger and sandals on his feet. Honors reserved only for a full fledged son. He has the fattened calf butchered, for they will feast and celebrate. There's no compromising in in the depth and the breadth of the welcome back home. For the father, his compassion knows no bounds. For his son had been dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Now, I would guess the older son here would have wanted his father to compromise on that welcome. home. I yeah, don't give the son a full welcome back. That would be the older son's attitude. In fact, I would guess the older son wouldn't want any sort of welcome for the younger. And yet, take note of how great the father's compassion is as he goes out And pleads with his older son as well. Hear that deep compassion as the father calls out and and reminds the older son that his love and kindness and compassion has always been with him and that all he has is his. He has not shortchanged the older son in any way. Hear that deep compassion as he pleads. My son, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Our Heavenly Father's uncompromising compassion calls out to you, dear sinner, here. His gracious call and rejoice in His words of welcome. No matter what you have done or where you have been, leave behind the world's sinful ways and rejoice in your Father's words of welcome. Leave behind the self-righteous attitudes of the older son and rejoice in your Father's words of of welcome, Yes, rejoice in his words of welcome by, by believing. Believe that he welcomes even you as his own dear child. For you were re- reborn into his family through the water and word of baptism. You have received his compassion overflowing on you. Believe that he has put the best robe on you. He has clothed you with Jesus and his righteousness. Believe that he accepts you as his own dear son and daughter or daughter. Believe and do not doubt his uncompromising compassion. He in no way cuts your welcome short. Rejoice in his words of welcome, not only by believing, but also by leaving. Leave behind the sin that so easily entangles us. Leave behind wanting to do things your way despite your Heavenly Father's will. Leave behind the empty pods of this world which they think are so great and feast on. And rather, live for the honor and glory of your Heavenly Father keeping his name holy in what you say and in what you do, just as we pray, hallowed be thy name. And thirdly, rejoice in his words of welcome by imitating his uncompromising compassion. Unlike that older son, imitate the Lord's great compassion that welcomes back repentant sinners. For you see, dear friends, what a privilege it is for you and me to serve our God throughout our life. That's not a slaving away. That is a joy and delight to live under his mercy every day, imitating his uncompromising compassion. What a joy! to celebrate here on this earth with the angels in heaven over one sinner that repents. What gladness to be able to open our arms just as the Heavenly Father did and welcome back a repentant sinner. For you see, dear friends, we too, we too were once dead in sin. The Holy Spirit has made you alive through the gospel. We too were once lost, but Jesus has found you. Rejoice in your heavenly Father's words of welcome. Clutch his pants leg. For his uncompromising compassion welcomes you. Amen. Please stand. the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.